The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Yo, what's up? How you doing? Happy Monday to you. You know, it never fails when you're in this business. I've been in this business a long time. That when, just before you get on the, get ready to hit the button on the mic, for some reason, I get thirsty. There are other people who say they they get butterflies or whatever, and they say when that stop happening, stops happening, then you probably need to get out of the business. So I always got to take a swig of water before I get get going. Welcome to Black Focus Radio. Uh, my uh, my name is this, if this is your first time joining me, my name is David W. Coleman. I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, noon to two p.m. on the Great Radio dot com. Um. You can hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can also catch us on the podcast. We do have a podcast. And uh, if you miss any part of the show, you can just go out to your favorite podcast platform and download uh, Black Focus Radio. Just search for it, Black Focus Radio. The other thing, um, if you are tooling around and want to listen to the show, and see what's happening on Joynet Radio, the best thing to do is go out to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and download your app. Now, you don't if you don't want to do that, you can certainly go to your prospective app store, be it Android or Apple, and download it from there. So we got you covered all kinds of ways. And by the way, if you've got a business, you've got an event coming up, you want to do some advertising, this is the place to be, okay? So come talk to me. You can call me at 615-554-0568. I'm sorry for the shameless promotional plug, but you know, we always got to give the platform a little love, and we need to do more of that, and we will over the coming days. So a lot of stuff to talk about. I hope you're having a great Monday. I hope your weekend went pretty good. Sunday was not a bad day. I don't know what's going on with the weather. I tell people all the time, I don't even check the weather anymore. I just don't. I stopped about 10, 15 years ago. I don't even check it anymore. I don't care because it's so weird. The only thing, if I'm if I'm checking it, maybe I've got an event or something like that, and especially if it's outdoors. But other than that, I don't. I don't even care. It's it's just so weird. So the weather's been weird. We're we're it got down to the 40s last night. They're expecting more rain this this week, but. Hey, we just got to get through it. We just got to get through it. Hey, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Of course, on Friday, uh, Little Rock Central students walked out 
because of some things that are going on at Central. And, of course, <laughs> you know, they should have walked out. If no one leads the charge, then the, the students at Little Rock Central must lead the charge. I'll talk about that a little later on, so y'all catch and stick and stay for that. Also, we got I, I saw this thing about Arkansas Learns. And by the way, those people who are listening outside of the, the state, uh, indulge me just for a little bit because I'm going to talk a little bit about Arkansas politics. And this Arkansas Learns thing is a joke. And we're going to try to get somebody on from the Teachers Association or, or, or something like that to talk a little bit more about what this is really all about. So we'll do that in the coming days for sure. Okay? I promise you. Because this is very, very important. And uh, let's see what else we got. Lisa Elizabeth Holmes. Do y'all know this person? Elizabeth Holmes was the, the, the cute little white girl who got caught up in, allegedly got caught up in, well, she's convicted now of uh, stealing money. So they've allowed her to stay out of prison because she keeps getting pregnant. This is white privilege at its finest. We got to talk about this. This is just this is just crazy, man. This story is crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that after Black Facts. All right. So let's go ahead and do Black Facts. And the name of this Black Fact is 20 and Odd. Africans arrival in 1619. It's fascinating. And I'll tell you, it's a little long, but I want you to hear all of it. It is just fascinating. I promise you. So let's do it. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. Africans who were brought here against their will were actually people who were born free. They, of course, spoke several languages. And these were folks from the Ndongo Kingdom, a very powerful kingdom. So you had sort of to the north the kingdom of the Congo and to the south the kingdom of Ndongo. And those were the people who were attacked, those were the people who were enslaved, those were the people who, who eventually were brought to the Virginia colony. spirit that kept our ancestors strong and still surviving from that hard 
that hard trip. Their spirits inside of us. We celebrate because we're still standing and we're still helping to achieve and to grow this country. It's a way of remembering what happened here. You can't teach what you don't know. And the narrative or the story that we've been getting is a total lie. Consider the way we've been taught history for hundreds of years. The narratives, the records, the statues, museums, the textbooks, drowning out the African voices that complete the American story. As recorded by early English settler in the Virginia colony, John Rolfe, in late August 1619, 20 and odd, Negroes arrived on the English ship, the White Lion, to Point Comfort, present day Hampton, Virginia. The first Africans to English North America, 12 years after Englishmen settled in Jamestown. Point Comfort was that first point of contact. It's a piece of land that jutted out just as you were getting to that body of water called the Hampton Roads. It had been a long and dangerous journey from their homeland, Angola. In Dongo, this is the precise location where most of those Africans would come from. Having their families, raising their families, they had their religions, they worship like people, you know, in their religions. Just doing what people do, running their businesses. Until the Portuguese settlers began to muscle away the African territory. reason they came there is because of the large presence of gold. And the Dongo in particular uh, mined a lot of gold and they uh, were very involved with the gold trade. And so the Portuguese were drawn to that area for that reason. The Dongo did not want to see the Portuguese expanding. So from 1618 to 1620, Portugal and Ndongo were fighting major war. About 50,000 Africans were captured. 1619 was part of that group. The Spanish and Portuguese were also looking for more laborers for plantations back home in a slave trade that had been going on for more than 100 years. They actually raided the kingdom of, of Nadongo. They raided their capital and they took so many prisoners of war that reportedly there were 36 ships filled with people, at least 300 to 350 people per ship and they were shipping them out to their colonies. This is the port city of Luanda from where they were exported. One of those ships was the San Juan Bautista on its way to Mexico when it caught the interest of British pirates commanding a ship called the White Lion near Veracruz. And their primary goal was to attack 
mostly the Spanish ships or any Portuguese ships. So they went to attack this ship in consort with the treasurer, which was partially owned by the Virginia Company officials. And it's those two ships that attacked the San Juan Bautista that originally had 350 Africans aboard, but a good almost half of them died during the voyage. And they attacked the ship and took 60 captives off of that ship and then made their way to Virginia. And somewhere along the way, the White Lion was about three or four days ahead of the treasurer. And the White Lion, when it arrived in Virginia, it, it stopped at Point Comfort, and there were supplies exchanged for the captives. Twenty or so of the 60 captives were on the White Lion, the rest on board the Treasurer. What was so significant about Point Comfort? Point Comfort was the defense outpost for the Jamestown settlement. Protecting it from the Spanish. That's a model of the White Lion. Word spread to Jamestown that there was this, this new arrival and that the governor uh, should come and have a look-see. So for the most part, we saw the Africans treated as enslaved people. And the reason I say that is in the, the first 20 people who arrived, there's not a single name recorded. They don't even identify these people by their ethnicity. They identify them by a color. But two names listed as Negroes in the 1623-24 muster, Anthony and Isabella, living in Captain William Tucker's household. They're believed to have arrived as two of the 20 and odd on the White Lion. The 1624-25 muster shows Anthony and Isabel had a child, William, who was baptized. He's known as the first African-born in English North America. (laughs) And this is the Tucker family today. We have come a long way. 400 years later. (laughs) Now there's a family attached to the story so you can actually see it and you can hear it from us, hear the actual narrative that's coming from us as the family. It's like, yes, we do exist. It's not just in in a book. The narrative takes us to the historic two-acre Tucker Cemetery in Hampton, seven miles from where the African ancestors stepped off the White Lion. What's going through your mind when you see that Tucker's Cemetery, first black family, 1619? A lot of memories, a lot of hidden stories. We have uncles, aunts, cousins. And the latest one... Grandfather. Grandfather. Grandfather's father. Verandal and Vincent Tucker and cousin Walter Jones. What have you been able to learn about William Tucker? It's, it's hard to determine who he was because there's not a lot of information about his story. But when you go back 400 years and look at slavery mm-hmm. and all of what we endured coming across the seas mm-hmm. and... You know, just all of that, it it was unbearable. Mm -hmm. And to just continue to press forward, to survive that, Mm -hmm. to adapt to that, and continue to move uh, forward and share that story with others is is remarkable. Marked graves go back to the 1800s, but ground-penetrating radar determined there's more history buried here. 
Tall trees seemingly stand guard as if to protect this historical treasure nestled in Hampton's Aberdeen Gardens. Could Anthony, Isabella, and William be in three of the dozens of unmarked graves identified with orange flags? If they called it an old, old colored graveyard in 1896, it was already in existence. That's why it was important for us to do the, the penetrating radar scan to try to learn as much as we can. The Tuckers created the William Tucker 1624 Society to continue the research. Bluebird Gap Farm in Hampton is believed to be the location of Captain Tucker's home, land he retained until his death in 1644. My grandfather used to point to that all the time and say, you know, we, we lived there. That's where we were, you know, our property. And he actually considered it his property uh -huh. when I was growing up. And um, <clears throat> I don't think we owned that property, but we ended up being... The Tuckers ended up being landowners in the community and in the area. <laughs> landowners, entrepreneurs, and survivors. Just proud to be a part of the family and, mm -hmm. and, and knowing what our forefathers and mothers went through to survive what they did. Still to come. Here we have an opportunity to make it about Angela, and so we're not going to miss that opportunity. Giving voice to the voiceless, the archaeological dig delving deeper into the story of the first Africans. Then later. Consider are uh, the ways in which uh, they were able to contribute to what we now know America to be. The, the different genres of music, uh, the different styles of cooperative economics which developed within our communities. Worked how she changed the food ways of the Pierce family. What first Africans impact was in America and that's critical. Jamestown Island, 38 miles from Point Comfort, along the James River, an archaeological dig is in its second year. It is the Angela site, giving possession to the first Africans. Possession to first Africans, right? Jamestown's a history of a lot of people, you know, Pocahontas, John Smith, John Rolfe, all these, these characters, but no one knows about Angela, and so by elevating her in front of other people's histories, right? It tends to reorient that story. I'm certain that we found something of Angela, but the question is what would that be for a woman who was brought over from Angola with nothing, no possessions? Mm -hmm. And so the goal is to find out what impact she had on the Pierce household. Meticulously, one archeologist shovels on site and two others sift through every grain of dirt, searching for the next historical find. Layer by layer, they've reached the ground where Angela once stood. This one's my favorite one, actually. Uh, if you take a look at the ceramic there, do you notice um, the decoration that's in it? Oh, yeah. Thumbprints. You can stick your I thumb in it, actually. Print. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's uh, an early local made ceramic by a gentleman believed to be named Thomas Ward. Um, and actually that's the type of decorative style that was used. It wasn't on accident that they put their thumbprints in there. That was on purpose. And while we were there... Oh, that's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. What'd you find? Just found it. 
Yeah. Um, that's Westerwald. Uh, that's a German salt-glazed stoneware, so, actually. Look at this. So you know immediately what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so besides us, you're you're, uh -huh. you're probably the first person to hold that and pull on the first Isn't that cool? Like, Isn't that wow. awesome? A piece of ceramic, 400 years old, brought over from England, probably hailed by Angela. She was listed in the records as helping to take care of the pigs that they had on their farm. It is hard for me to believe that she was not very much involved in cooking a lot of the meals as well. Is this an animal? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a pig, uh, probably used for food. Some of our African-American visitors are saying that this is our Ellis Island. Over 400 years later, uh, I have the opportunity and the honor to work in a site. And, and one of the jobs, of the, the main job of the National Park Service is to preserve and conserve and interpret um, um, these sites and these stories. Who was she? Did she leave behind family? What did she think about this strange land? Did she rely on her faith to carry her through? Many Angolans had converted to Christianity before 1619. It's almost impossible, but also kind of horrifying to imagine what life would have been like for those early Africans. Exhibits in the Virginia Museum of History and Culture give clues to what that life was like. Up in this case, we have a series of the kinds of tools that would have been used to help clear the land, to plant and cultivate tobacco and other crops, and also to defend the colonists against uh, native people who were having their land and, and sometimes their lives taken from them. Along the river, you can see many of the plantations that had been established at this point. In 1620, 32 enslaved Africans were dispersed among households and plantations along the James River. That number decreased to 21 as listed on the 1624 muster, up to 23 in 1625. Eight lived along white indentured servants at Governor George Yardley's Flower Do Hundred. He established in 1619 in present-day Prince George County is where thousands of pounds of tobacco were produced. They may well have been treated uh, when they were uh, put to work similarly to the indentured servants. They may have been cared for similarly, uh, but they never had a contract. There was never a given end to their term of servitude. This hoghead, uh, hogshead of tobacco would have weighed about a thousand pounds, dense packed with tobacco, and could have been shipped back to England for a high profit margin. You don't learn about the work and labor that they were really forced to engage in to build the colony. The colony was built uh, because of native people working and, and African people working. Um, and then we find as the colony expanded that there had to be codified law to perpetuate and make legalized uh, enslavement a reality. Several more Africans lived at Flower Dew when the land was purchased by Cape merchant Abraham Piercy. Records show four lived at Edward Bennett's plantation in Isle of Wight County, and the three with Captain Tucker at Elizabeth City, present-day Hampton. Most given European names including Anthony, William, John, Peter, Francis, and Martin. 
still to come. Getting out of the classroom and into the lessons left out of the history books. Very important so we can know what happened in our past so we don't make the same mistakes. Then recognizing the influence of African culture on what America is today. I do hope that 2019 will uh, provide us with moments to really uh, learn more about who those people were and to reflect upon uh, their legacy, their genius, uh, their philosophies, their cultures, and how we should see them also as the progenitors of what would become not only African America, but America. The pep in a child's step, the expression on a young one's face. The tribe lived here in Camden. Kick a tan. When they are about to discover something new. And we're not going to sit down in here because we're going to start to speed up a little bit. Take a few more steps this way. Make sure we got room for everybody. Every public school fifth grader in Hampton will step foot inside the Hampton History Museum. Take a look at either side of this room. Look back to the to the walls. To punctuate the lessons of 1619, teaching the complete narrative of how America came to be is long overdue. And this is a very long voyage. If you look at this red line across the map, that is about 8,000 miles. So this is a very long voyage. They had lost over 100 people already by the time they got to the coast of Mexico. But these two English ships encounter this big Spanish ship. They think it's going to be full of gold and silver. They attack it. They win the battle. And then they find a bunch of Angolans down inside. Not what they thought they would find. The next generation is listening. Very important so we can know what happened in our past so we don't make the same mistakes. If we know that stuff, then we can know how valuable the history of it was or why we shouldn't do those things. And that was 400 years ago. What does it make you wonder about them and how they lived? Well, what their names were. Will these Angolans be given contracts just like the indentured servants and put to work for a few years? Or will they be treated as slaves? The brutal capture of the Angolans failed to smother the gifts from their rich culture. Commemorating the first Africans' landing is about giving them ownership of the America they helped create. These Africans, yes, they went through enormous amount of pain and trauma, but they also retained their humanity in so many ways. They retained their humanity through remembering part of their histories, through remembering their cultures. This is America's history. This is not an African-American event. This is a commemoration of America, the good and the bad, of how our people from 1619 to 1865 struggled 
to be considered a citizen of these United States of America. We don't hear that they hail from a strong civilized nation state within Angola and that they hailed from a nation state that was highly uh, complex uh, with political and civil systems. They had already learned the, the ins and outs of tobacco cultivation decades before. So one of the skills they brought with them was tobacco cultivation. Cuisine. We see that. My students got surprised when I told them that Africans were the ones who introduced rice in this country. People think it's from China. No, it's not China. And today we see the evidence in so many ways. We see it in music. One example of the blend of African and American cultures with this spirited performance in Portsmouth by Uganda's Watoto Children's Choir. We are a multicultural society. We are as much a society made up by our African-American heritage as with our uh, European heritage. One thing that unites um, so much of this history is that black people throughout these four centuries have been fighting for equality. Equality broadly defined as a fight for freedom from enslavement and oppression, a fight for equal justice and equal opportunities, a fight for full consideration of their humanity. It's the beginning of a, of a condition that we're still working so hard to overcome. A human condition that that you know we set in wheels at this time. And in order for us to really be able to move forward, I think that understanding these contested places, understanding who we really are, and when we all started becoming Americans is critical to our future. I think the cunning genius aspect of, of African people, the different philosophies with regards to ethics and morality, we just don't consider that those are African principles and precepts, but they really are. And so those are just some examples of how Africans have really contributed immensely to what we now call America. to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinnetradio.com. And don't forget, if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568 and I'll hook you up with a nice advertising package. <clears throat> Great piece. We need to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about why playing black facts is even more important than we we ever imagined. Got to talk about this because I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's up to us to tell our story. A very dear friend of mine, Dr. Rosie Milligan, used to always say, who will tell our story? It has to be us. It has to be. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. 
Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. The Coleman Collection is a bath and body care shop geared for healthy skin. We pride ourselves on using quality ingredients. From body butters to bath products, feel confident knowing we use the finest ingredients for ever natural, organic, and cruelty-free. Guys, let us put together a gift box for that special person in your life. The Coleman Collection has something for everyone, including our ever-popular beard balm and beard oil designed specifically for the man in your life. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. thecolemancollection.net. Energy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show. It's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Dynamic Dave. 
for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinEdRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to JoinEdRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinEdRadio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to join us, send me an email, by the way, blackfocusradio at gmail.com. We'd love to have it. I won't be totally honest with you. Okay. So, a lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, I want to just circle back to the black fact and the 20 and odd persons those persons, those odd persons being black people, the first blacks, although some would argue, some historians would argue that it was actually 1615 and not 1619, but we won't quibble over that. At some point, we'll dive into that later on. I have read history on that. But here's my point. I think it is incumbent upon us, us being black people to tell our own story. And as of late, as you've seen these right-wing rednecks masquerading as a political party, which I refer to as the repugnant party, clearly don't want you to know your history. Clearly don't want their children to know their history. Because, you know, I was, I was watching something the other day. And you know what? I may have that. I was watching something the other day. And there was this white guy who was talking about their history. And he was making the point that if my kids knew that <coughs> their grandfathers and grandmothers were as evil as they were, I'm, I'm going to look for this real fast. I wouldn't want them to know my history either. Okay? I wouldn't want them to know my history either. I find that interesting. But even with all that being said, at the end of the day, why would we think that those who sought to enslave our ancestors those who sought to minimize our existence even today, why would we expect them to teach us history? Yeah, I know we had to go to their schools. They don't want to educate us. You see that now, right? They don't want to educate us. So why would we think 
what 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 is fixed in our minds for us to believe that they want to do right by us where where in history have they done right by us can you tell me that i think that's important to understand i think that's important to recognize so at the end of the day it is incumbent upon us to teach our history to our children and anyone else who would want to learn anyone else because it is not a narrative it is not conjecture it is simply fact and I'm proud to say that every day on this show I do a black fact and this is what you should do the most powerful tool you walk around with every day is that thing in your hand you call a cell phone, which in actuality, it's a computer. <laughs> Boy, have we come a long way. You can find anything you need to do or learn on that computer. In fact, before the show, I was watching a lady teaching about Volume units, how to teach a child how to um, know how many quarts are in a pint or a gallon or how many pints are in a gallon. Neat. Now, I know, but that was the first time I had seen it done like that. So what I'm saying to you all is anything you want to learn is on the web, on the internet. Every one of you all have access to it, and certainly your children, because many of them have phones, let alone having access to them with computers at home or even at school. So my point is this. In our churches, in our every chance that we get, we need to talk about black history. Every chance we get. It is important. It has to be done. Forget about them. We're going to do it ourselves. That's why I do a black fact every day. Every day. 855 525 Five six eight three is the number. I want to play this. Just just check this out. Just check this out. I mean, I, I just I just read about the Indian land grab, and I'm like, my gosh, man, good lord! No wonder we don't want to teach the truth. No wonder we don't want to teach the truth, because that means we've got to look people in the face and say our forefathers were the worst people in the history of mankind. The things that they did, that manifest destiny, that kind of mentality has been atrocious. What we have done, what we have done to the African Americans, the estimated number of wealth that came from slavery, from free labor, and that's what it was. And they estimate that the, that the amount of money that came from slavery was around $24 trillion. You can't even grasp that much money. 
The average person has a hard time grasping what a billion dollars is, a trillion. And a lot of people don't want to admit the truth because a lot of people also are scared that what happens if I'm, I'm going to jump in this tomorrow. Y'all get that? That's a white guy. Uh, let's say I think his name is Terry Kane. He takes a lot of white people to task. But the point I'm trying to make to you, did you hear that number? $20 trillion. $24 trillion. He's right. We can't even grasp how much money that is. If it's not for that free labor, America is not what it is today. Stop the... Stop telling your kids they came from nobody. Start telling your kids that the reason America is what it is today is because of their ancestors. And that's why they don't want to teach it. That's why they don't want to talk about history. Don't want to do none of that anymore. Okay? That's why. This is all a game. And if we don't catch up and start playing the game with their rules, because it's about their rules, okay? 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. When we come back, we got to talk about John Morant. Next hour, we're going to talk about this Little Rock Central walkout. Remember, we talk about it every day now, what we must do. And I'm going to tell you why Little Rock Central has to be the voice of students across this country. They must be the conscious. You have a legacy you must uphold. Back in a moment. Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com. Grill it, smoke it, oh yeah, at rearbub.com. Holman's Dynamic Pepper Juice is lighting fires around the country. It's the new product from rearbub.com. Use it on meats and vegetables. Add it to your gumballs and greens for an extra punch. Made with all natural ingredients, Coleman's Dynamic Pepper Juice will enhance the flavors of your favorite recipes. Order today on rearbub.com. And while there, be sure to check out some of our other great products. It's developed with love and care using the best all-natural ingredients with no GMOs or preservatives. From snacks to seasonings, Coleman's Dynamic Products has something for everyone. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at rearbub.com. Dynamic Dave. 
for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinEdRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to JoinEdRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinEdRadio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing them asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. 
Um, next hour, we're going to talk about this walkout at Little Rock Central. But I, I want to talk quickly about watching a young man self-destruct. And do we care enough or do the people around him enough care enough that they'll step in and say, yo, young brother, do they care enough? That's the question. And I'm talking about John ja Morant. If you haven't heard about what's going on with this young man, John ja Morant is a NBA basketball player who has lit the league up. I mean, dynamic, exciting. I love watching this young man play. But John ja Morant seems to have a problem. And I don't know that how he is operating is part of his upbringing or is he just trying to fit in? Of course, on the Weekly Sports Magazine on Saturday, we talked about how this young man is ruining his career. He beat up a 17-year-old kid who was playing pickup basketball at his house, pulled a gun on the young man, he then goes to a club and is brandishing a weapon. And I don't know what he's trying to prove. That includes also some of the other things where they almost got in a fight with Shannon Sharp, he and his, his cronies, over a basketball game. Un, unnational TV, by the way. Has been just a a poor individual as it, as it relates to character. I'm just going to be honest with you. So now, apparently he's been suspended but not suspended. So the word is that he's going to take a couple of games off. This is a suspension. They're not going to tell you that, but that's what it is. The Memphis Grizzlies point guard, John Morant, will not play in at least the next two games after his Instagram live video. Uh, in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun while at a nightclub early Saturday morning prompted an NBA investigation. So he's at a nightclub in a in this club with a weapon. Now the question is, how did he get in this club with this weapon? Did they not check him? Huh, interesting. Uh, let's see. We are aware of social media posts involving John Morant and investigating, according to the NBA. Uh, Morant began his Instagram session about 5 a.m. after the Grizzlies won 13-97 loss to the Nuggets. The all-star guard, who was shirtless and rapping along with the music, could be seen holding a handgun with his left hand. Morant deactivated both his Instagram and Twitter accounts on Saturday afternoon. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you need to think twice before you hit that send button. I'm going to tell you. Here's his statement. He's taking full responsibility. He says, I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. You know what? 
I know what y'all are thinking, the same thing I'm thinking. How could you be the toast of the town, money in your pocket that none of us will ever see, and you dealing with stress, bro? You know, now that's relative. I'm going to be honest with you. That's relative because I, I tend to try not to put myself in the um, in the shoes of people like that. And I tell I tell my listeners all the time, you don't know what NBA uh, these millionaire players are going through. OK, so you have to be careful with that. All right. But my point is this before we wrap this up. Is that Ja is losing his career. And if his friends really gave a damn about him, they would back off. You know, let's, let's, I hate to use this as an example, but let's take, let, let's take the guy who did it right. That guy is LeBron James. What did he do with his friends? He sent them to college. He educated them. They run his business. Now they are one of the largest firms as far as marketing in America. Okay? Clutch sports. See, so while y'all hating on LeBron, maybe a lot of y'all need to model yourselves more after LeBron. I worry about the young brother. I hope while you're away that you're going to talk to somebody because you need to. And you need to, and wherever his mom and his dad is, you need to talk to your boy because they'll drum you right out of the league. I'm going to tell you, this gunplay and stuff, not a good image. And the NBA doesn't want that image. Just doesn't want it. Okay? We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get into this Little Rock Central walkout. 855-525-5683 is the number. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. 
easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joinnetradio.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. 
All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. Uh, you can also hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook uh, if you so choose. Um, just another quick note about John Morant. This young man could be suspended for more than two games, although he's not suspended officially as of yet. He's saying that he took the time off. But here's the problem. By the way, welcome to Black Focus Radio. Here's the problem. Is that apparently when he brandished that gun, that they were in Denver, Colorado. Okay? Number one. How did he get that gun not only into the club, but how did he get it? Did he bring it from Memphis? If he did, according to the CBA, that's the collective bargaining agreement for the, the players. They are not allowed to bring any types of weapons on to any NBA facilities. So that means he took it on the plane, bro. Y'all better get this, brother. He about to, he's about to blow it. He's, he's about to blow it. He'll be another one of those woulda, shoulda, coulda. It's sad. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. So for the rest of the show, I want to talk to you a little bit about Little Rock Central. And I want to talk to certainly the alums of Little Rock Central. And also the current students at Little Rock Central. You have what we call a charge to keep. As an old term. You have a charge to keep. You, 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 based on the history of that school, you cannot allow what's going on in the Arkansas education system to happen and just sit back and do nothing. You just can't. You can't. So let me tell you what happened on Friday at Little Rock Central. This is from ABC News. Story Little Rock Central High School, cited by Sarah Huckabee Sanders' campaign as formative in her rise to Arkansas's governor's mansion, was the site Friday of a student walkout and protest, uh, the cornerstone of her legislative agenda, the LEARNS Act. A massive education reform bill, Sanders vows will be a blueprint for the nation. No, it won't, Sarah. And what do you know about education? You're only a communications major. Hello. During the school's third period at 1 p.m., several hundred students left classes and flooded the lawn of the historic institution, where in 1957, nine black students were escorted by federal troops. Okay? The walkout organized by the school's Student Council 
Young Leftist Club, Black Student Union, and Gay Straight Alliance, among other clubs, comes after a group of students penned an open letter to Sanders, voicing strong concerns with the legislation and asking not to not asking her not to use the school's name to advance her agenda. Ambition, personality, opportunity, preparation carved into the face of the monumental Little Rock Central School. Four statues overlook the campus grounds, each representing a different principle for which the school stands, the letter begins. Almost a century after these pillars were embedded into the walls of the building, Central High remains a beacon for those fundamental components of education. Today, because of Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her omnibus omnibus education bill, the proposed Learn Act, these ideas are in danger. Okay. Let me, I'll tell you what, let's see if I have a copy of this letter because I think it's important. Let me go ahead and read the rest of this letter. By siphoning funds and resources away from public education into the private sector, the ambition of our disadvantaged students and hardworking faculty will be stifled. Governor Sanders' intent to intimate excuse me, intent to imitate policies similar to those of Florida's anti-LGBTQ plus legislation will suppress the free expression of personality. School choice policies will favor upper class families, would create unequal opportunities for lower income students, reforms that attack school coursework deemed too inappropriate for students will dramatically decrease their preparation to face real-world social issues. Governor Sanders' approach to completely is completely antithetical to the values that Little Rock Central stands for. As much as she tries to desperately cling to the legacy of our historic institution, we, the students at Central High, unequivocally reject her exploitation of our school's achievements. The irony of Governor Sanders' employment of Little Rock Central's renowned history in her State of the Union rebuttal is that her crusade against what she claims to be critical race theory would likely erase that very history. In Section 16 of the Learns Bill, Sanders defines CRT as an ideology that emphasizes skin color as a person's primary characteristic, thereby resurrecting segregationist values. This is a complete perversion of the reality of CRT. The teachings of CRT are not about demonizing individuals or discriminating based on race, but simply about accepting that the consequences of explicitly racist policies written by explicitly racist individuals are still present in our institutions. As the American Bar Association puts it, CRT recognizes that racism is codified in law, embedded in structures, and woven into public policy. They continue by explaining that ignoring race does not demonstrate neutrality, but rather adheres 
to the existing racial hierarchy. Indeed, the Brown versus Board of Education decision upon which Little Rock Central integration was based was explicit recognition of that truth. The notion of separate but equal, which at the time was considered a neutral stance, was in fact a continuation of the public schools systems already established racial disparities in one where and if one were to approach the 1957 central crisis from Governor Sanders' perspective, one would be ignoring the racist policies and laws that Sanders is so proud of getting rid of. Would Sanders have fault that it was the governor who called, would, would, excuse me, would Sanders have, have, have us forget that it was the governor who called on the troops to build a blockade? to keep black students out of Little Rock Central? Would she have us forget that the angry mobs of white Arkansans who verbally and physically attacked Elizabeth Eckford were protected by the police? Would she have us forget that the state of Arkansas closed Little Rock High schools in the fall of 1958 in order to stop integration? If Governor Sanders had her way, we wouldn't be able to examine how racism shaped these structures to allow for these violations to take place. Sanders continues to invoke Central's, Central High's legacy in her rebuttal by expressing her pride in our public schools movement away from discriminatory behavior. Yet, the final portion of Section 16 under the guise of preventing Human Trafficking outlines Governor Sanders' intentions to prohibit classroom discussion surrounding topics such as gender identity or sexual orientation before the fifth grade. The true purpose of this clause is not to protect the innocence of school children, but to place a target on the backs of LGBTQ students in our public schools. For example, heterosexual relationships are ubiquitous in almost every aspect of pre-fifth grade education. There are no parents filing complaints about how children's books mention husbands and wives. It's clear that their grievance is not with sexual orientation, but with homosexuality in, in, in itself. The same can be said about gender, where the issue is not with gender identity, an innocuous concept, but with the trans identity in particular, Governor Sanders attempts to sexualize the existence of the LBGTQ community and it is contradictory to the value of Little Rock Central. This letter goes on and on. And this letter was written by, according to this, juniors and seniors. <laughs> Let me just read a little bit more. It is so good. I, I mean, I got to give these students some love. Some love. Here's more. <laughs> Governor Sanders' plan to allocate millions of taxpayer dollars to students attending private institutions is the most destructive aspect of our plan to disseminate, to decimate public schools, specifically Section 63 of the Learns Bill covers public school financing. The budget of public schools is calculated on a per-student basis to ensure that it is proportional 
to the student population. During the 2020-2021 school year, the state provided schools with $7,000 per child. Under the guise of promoting school choice, Governor Sanders' bill would allow students and families to repurpose 90%, that's $6,311, of their allocated funds to pay for a private school of their choosing. Moreover, families whose children are already attending and paying for private school will also be able to use these funds to pay their tuition. To put this into perspective, the Arkansas Time predicts that the state would spend about a hundred and $92 million in one school year if every student currently enrolled in a private school. That's minus 26,000 Arkansas students. Applies for a voucher account. This will disproportionately harm rural areas, which already have less access to resources, yet make up the majority of Arkansas school districts. In addition, if a student doesn't meet an academic standard, they can lose their voucher and be sent back to the original school. So the original school, which will be the the public school, will be the punishment. Also, because private schools are not required to accept these vouchers, many will inevitably refuse to accept students who are more likely to bring down the school's test scores. Historically, voucher programs have been used to maintain segregationist policies by giving white students the ability to transfer transfer out of desegregated schools and into white institutions. It's clear that Governor Sanders intends to uphold this tradition. Sarah Huckabee Sanders learns bill will usher in a new era in segregation in Arkansas, where middle and upper class white families take resources from public schools to escape to private ones, leaving marginalized kids with crumbling facilities and antiquated curriculum and teachers who are focused who are forced to prioritize their job security over the quality of their instruction. Governor Sanders, as students of Little Rock Central High School, we refuse to accept your desecration of our past and corruption of our futures. Damn! Hell to the old gold, baby! Hell to the black! Hell, I'm a martyr! Not that she lack. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's what. See, that's my alma mater. I applaud you, young people. More of us needs to get involved with this mess. Because this is a mess. You've got someone running this state who is not qualified to run this state. I don't care if she was voted in the office. She was not qualified. And now she's doing the bidding of other people in other parts of the country. The sad thing about it with Sarah Huckabee Sanders is that she is a graduate of public schools. But you want to destroy them now? Come on, man. But the reason I read the majority of that letter, the reason I read it, it was so important. Because it is important that those students understand by which well, I should say their charge. You have a legacy to uphold. Okay? You have a legacy to uphold. You have to stand up 
and be counted. You cannot just sit idly by young people and just walk through this life without understanding that these people are affecting your futures. See, when we were in high school, we understood that. And we fought and we marched, we walked, we voted, we protested, we did all of those things. I tell you over and over again that the key to freedom is young people. That's the key. And I expect the students of Little Rock Central High School to lead that charge. And if this letter is any indication, they are certainly on the right path. Now it's time for adults to get on board. It's time for adults to begin to understand that, hey, it ain't about you anymore. It's about the future of our children. You see, I'm 61 years old. It ain't, it's not about me anymore. I fight for my granddaughter who's one year old. I fight for your children who don't even understand what they're fighting or what this fight is all about. We got to do a better job. We've got to get on guard. We've got to start fighting back. And I am so proud of these kids at Little Rock Central for standing up. For standing up. I'm looking at the Arkansas Times. Public school teachers to be paid by merit, not experience or education level. That's just a joke, man. So you're going to take all the smart kids out of school, out of public schools, and dump the kids who are struggling, who come from poor areas, who who don't get the tutoring and all those things, and then you're going to judge the teachers based on merit? Oh, my God. I've been telling y'all, I've been warning you, this is a problem. This is a huge problem. It's time to come together. It's time for, if, if, if the Democratic Party doesn't have anything Now, it's time to start fighting. It's time to take up the mantle. It's time to take up the proverbial sword and shield and begin to fight for what's right. All people on deck. Because we got a fool in the governor's mansion. let Let me take that back. We have an uneducated fool in the governor's mansion. Arkansas is currently 50th of all the states in education. And now you're going to destroy education, public education. So you don't care about the rural people either, right? I wonder what these, the, the Republicans who are backing this, who are from rural areas, what are they thinking? What, what, what private schools are going to be in places like Camden? And even if it's one, are you going to be able to get all of those kids in that school? This is a grift and a money grab of taxpayers' dollars. This is wrong. And y'all are sitting around and doing nothing.
Y'all are more concerned about who got the right tat, who's sleeping with who, when they are stealing this country from you all over again. Wow. Thank you, students from Little Rock Central. Let me let me uh, call their names because I think it's important that I do. Let's see here. Their names were at the bottom of that letter. Just fantastically written. I want to thank students Zaina Dubal, Joe Dobry, Beecher De Resetit, Maddie Douglas, Zora Key, Ron Kuta, Ray Laster, Vianna Lewis, Bird Mosley Sims, Keyshawn Pitts, Parker Rupel, Max Wiggins, and Melissa Zhang. Written by Becca Johnson, class of 23. Griffin May, class of 23. Addison McEwen, class of 24. And Ernest Quirk, class of 23. Fight on, young people. Fight on. I can't fight the way I used to, but I sure as hell will ride shotgun for you. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grilling, shaking, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering join at radio is for you do you preach or teach do it right here on joinatradio.com call me dynamic dave at 855-525-5683 or go to joinatradio.com and review our great lineup of shows let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country call me dynamic dave at joinatradio.com at 855-525-5683 i'll talk to you soon 
Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. We're talking about the open letter that was penned to Sarah Huckabee, Jethreen Bodine Sanders, um, the most uneducated governor in the state, in the country, running this state. And I'm telling you, we're about to be robbed blind here, folks. If you are an Arkansan, you should be concerned. Okay? You should be concerned. Because what's about to happen is they're about to rob Arkansas blind. This is nothing more than special interest, pure and simple. And especially coming coming from someone who graduated from one of the most prestigious high schools in the country, 
let alone the state. What is Huckabee Sanders doing? She's being led by people outside of this state. They're on a Republican agenda. They don't care. See, here, here's one thing that you have to learn. You always talk about states' rights. You always hear them talking about that, right? But what we have to understand and learn is that everything don't fit the same way. What might be good in Florida or Mississippi or Alabama or California, it's not good here. A politician, a representative, should be putting things into place that is important for their constituents and not just running half-cocked on on an agenda to destroy the public schools. Because, see, what you all don't understand is that all this is is an agenda to destroy public schools. They never wanted to educate your children in the first place. They never wanted to educate black children in the first place. <laughs> you forget. You know, again, why they don't want you, want you to know history. You forget that there had to be special legislation. And when you go back and you look at all of the knowledge that came out of the black community that were poorly educated, imagine where we'd be if we had equal schools. You see, you know, and see, that's a profound statement. Because, see, now we understand what the, the Africans did, the Nubians, the Egyptians, you see, the Ethiopians. We understand their knowledge, their power, what they did, what they contributed to the world, and they were highly educated. And even with that being said, once we were stolen and sold into this country, denied our rights to be just human beings, look at what came out of us. Things today that white people live by and are comfortable by because of black people. Simple things like to stop what. The, the, the watch, the uh, stoplight, the washer and dryer, the air conditioning system, the blood transfusion, open heart surgery, uh, 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 security devices, cell phones, um, uh, camera systems. All of that came out of black people. And if it wasn't for black people, would we have really won the space race? If it wasn't for black women, Brilliant minds. Just imagine, had they really educated us, where would America be? See, that's their fear. And as that white guy said earlier, that piece that I played, I'd be afraid to tell my kids too what we did to them, what 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 they did to black people. Wow. You see, that's what this is really all about, folks. And no, they don't want to educate black kids. You, you, you heard, and I pulled up this bill. I'm just, I'm just looking. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the Arkansas Times, and they break it down for us. So we've got time to do that, and we'll do this for the rest of the show. I promise you that we will talk about this, and I will, I will be getting someone on to talk about this in the next day or so. The National School Choice Lobby has very effective messaging. No, sh- no, no kids should be trapped in a failing school because of his or her zip code. Kids and parents should be uh, empowered to choose schools that are best for them. Really? But an 89-page bill states that kids who fail to meet academic standards are ineligible to continue the voucher program. The bill, however, does not define what these academic standards are. If a child applies to a private school with a voucher but has a disability behavioral challenge or really any other quality that a private school determines is below their standard, that kid gets booted. Private schools are not required to accept students who apply with vouchers, and private schools are not required to continue educating students they deem unworthy. The bottom line, only certain kids are entitled to vouchers. So y'all understand that, right? So private schools can pick and choose who they want in their schools. They don't have to, they don't have to educate the least of our brothers our young brothers and sisters. They don't have to do that at all. So they'll they'll pick the cream of the crop and say, hey, look at our scores. Look at their scores. Well, you're not educating the same types of kids. Folks, I'm telling you that we got to get in our schools. Man, this is crazy. Financial institutions will make money off of off taxpayer-funded voucher accounts. I told you this was a grift, didn't I? This is from the Arkansas Times. When politicians say it's not about money, that usually means it is. We've discussed how vouchers siphon public dollars from public schools. The program is set up so taxpayers subsidize families' private school tuition costs, which is pretty gross. But how else stands, but who else stands to gain from the voucher scheme? Yeah, you know, banks. See, brothers and sisters, this is a grift. On page 87, the bill states that voucher account service providers, i.e. financial institutions, can withhold up to 5% of the money in every voucher account for the administration of the program. If every student currently enrolled in private schools applies, in public, in a, in a private school applies for a voucher account, That's about $192 million in voucher accounts in one school year. If account providers are skimming 5%, that's $9.6 million a year of taxpayer money going directly to banks for voucher account programs. So we're going to pay banks $9.5 million? Really? Is that where we are? I told you, folks, this is a grift. What did you expect? What did you expect? Here's more. Public school teachers are paid by merit, not by experience or education level. Learn Act proponents want you to hear that starting teachers will now make 50000 a year up, to abysm, up from an abysmal 36000 new teachers previously made. That's great. 
And one could assume such a generous bump in starting pay means all teachers get a significant bump, but that's not the case. Teachers earning about above the $50,000 threshold only get a $2,000 pay increase, which is much lower than the Democrat proposed raise act of $10,000 for all teachers. Additionally, teachers will no longer receive pay bumps based on education levels or experience. Rather, the bill creates a merit-based pay program which reward teachers via a value-added model that includes criteria like student test scores and student performances. This is very unpopular with teachers. Schools are not businesses. The teachers should not be treated like sales associates. A merit pay model also begs the question, how do teachers who work with kids with disabilities stand a fair? Student performance is hard to quantify. A merit pay program won't incentivize, won't incentive harder work because of teachers already giving their all. Merit pay will only create an acrimonious environment for our educators. There you go. That's your bill. That's your governor. So here's what's going to happen to those teachers. So if I'm already making above $50,000 and I'm only going to get a $2,000 a year raise and state B is offering me more money and based on my education, why would I stay in Arkansas? Let me say that again. If I can go to another state, sans these restrictions, sans these new, uh, these new rules, why would I stay in Arkansas if I can make more money and be appreciated for my skill? You know, I don't understand this animosity towards teachers. I mean, is this... I, I mean, does the Repub- Repugnant Party need to have a therapy session? What is this animosity towards teachers? Why don't you take that same that same energy and go after police departments? I posted a video yesterday on my page about how police attacked, was chasing this young man, melee him and beat the hell out of him. And then there was a guy who was standing there fi- filming the whole thing and they attacked him. Why don't you keep that same energy for the police departments that are violating our rights every day? Look, I'm going to tell you like this, and maybe I'm one of the few, but I love school. Did I get along with all of my teachers? Hell no. But I tell people the story today that the teacher that I I hated the most was the one that, that lushed me on my knowledge of research and science. Her name was Barbara Ritter. I can even remember her name. My eighth grade physical science teacher hated her guts. But you know what? I learned a whole lot of stuff in Barbara Ritter's class. And it changed my life. And if I could see her today, I'd tell her. 
Because she'd always tell me, you're a lot smarter than what you're putting on to be. I expect you to be better than who you were or who you are. And by the way, she was a white woman. Hello? Let these teachers teach. You all are not even in these classes. You don't even understand the, 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 the problems that these teachers, these teachers are not even teaching anymore. They got to be social workers. They got to be counselors. They got to be mamas and daddies. I know teachers who, who comb, comb kids' hair when they come to school because they come to school with a head full of lint. Leave these damn teachers alone. In my opinion, teachers ought to be paid. The, they, it should start with 100 k And you know what would happen? Then you would draw the best and the brightest. A teacher that, that is involved with kids today has got to be dedicated because of the way you talk about them, the way you treat them, the way you pay them. And then, of course, they got to deal with mama and daddy and mainly sometimes mama. Hello, I'm four teachers. I know many of them personally. I know how they affected my life. And none of you all would be where you are today without a damn teacher. Without one sitting, because you didn't know everything. I don't want to hear that. You didn't know everything. You struggled somewhere along the way. Not all of us, not all of us were bright. No pun intended. And that teacher pulled you aside and said, hey, baby, here, let me show you how to do this. Let me help you do some extra work so you can get out of this class, so you can understand this better. That was done by a teacher. That was done by a teacher. So, and, and then the other part of this is that it's going to be merit-based. Really? So the kids that the private schools don't take, because see, the private schools has the right. There's nothing in the bill that says you must take these kids. As they said, what about the, the kids with learning disabilities? What about that kid is, that is AHDH? What about that kid that, that is dyslexic? Are they going to be graded on that? You see, that dyslexic kid is not going to have high scores like that honor society kid. But that honor society kid is going to be in a private school. Y'all get this, right? And oh, by the way, everybody can't get in. We're going to pick and choose who's going to get in this. So people that we don't like, maybe mom and daddy shows up and they're a little uncouth, unkempt. Little smelly. You ain't getting in. Don't matter if your your son is a genius. Don't matter if your daughter is is the smartest thing since sliced bread. But because mom and daddy just those are not the type of people that we want in our school. This is segregation all over again. This is segregation twenty twenty three. You all don't get this. And not only are they segregating, they're taking your tax dollars to pay for their segregation. That's what's killing me about this. And y'all are not paying attention. 
They're about to take your tax dollars. They're going to give money to banks. The, the banks are going to make $9.5 million every year from taxpayers. Some of those same damn banks who won't give you a loan for your car, won't give you a loan for your business, won't give you a loan for your house, yet we're about to give them $9.5 million every year. Why aren't y'all as mad about this as I am? No, I don't have any kids in the public schools. But you know what? I have an interest in the public schools. You know why? Because it is my tax dollars. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Woo, I'm hot right now. We'll take a break. When we come back, the segment, What We Must Do. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at BreerBub.com. Holman's Dynamic Pepper Juice is lighting fires around the country. It's the new product from RearBub.com. Use it on meats and vegetables. Add it to your gumballs and greens for an extra punch. Made with all natural ingredients, Holman's Dynamic Pepper Juice will enhance the flavors of your favorite recipes. Order today on RearBub.com. And while there, be sure to check out some of our other great products. It's developed with love and care using the best all-natural ingredients with no GMOs or preservatives. From snacks to seasonings, Coleman's Dynamic Products has something for everyone. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at BreerBub.com. For joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio. Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. 
Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show. Last segment, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. Of course, we're talking about this GRIFT Act. That's what I'm going to start calling it, the GRIFT Act for Education in Arkansas. (laughs) Taxpayers, if you're concerned about your tax dollars, this should concern you. Because you're going to be paying for something that your kids can't even benefit from. And I always use this segment. And I've been using this segment every day to talk about what we must do. And what I'm saying to black people, black parents, is they're telling you that they don't want to educate you, but they want your money. They need your money. But how do they... How do we generate money for them? It's time to stop. It might take a year. It might take longer. But we need to show the powers that be that we are not going to take this laying down. And those institutions that we can affect their bottom line, we will do so. And those institutions are the institutions of higher learning. Like the SEC. The ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and all of those entities underneath. It's time to tell our kids that we need you in the fight. 
It's time to tell our kids that it's time for you to suit up and join the, the fight for your future. Just as the kids did in, in the 60s in Selma and Montgomery and Little Rock. Just, to, just like the kids did in Soweto in South Africa. We need you in the fight and we're going to need you to sacrifice. See, no, no leader wants to talk about this. But this is the only way this is going to change. You stop bigotry and racism. You can't change their minds. It's pretty clear that their minds are not going to change. After all these years, that what they spoke about in the back rooms are now part and parcel in their political agendas. So now it's time to strike back. And you strike back without firing a shot. You strike back by simply saying that if I can't vote in your state, I won't play in your state. If you won't educate my children, then they will not play in your state. The billions of dollars are at stake, but it's even more so than about money. It's about equity. It's about dignity. It's about Humanity. We are tired. Now, what are you going to do about it, black leaders? This is the blueprint. This will change it. What are you going to do about it? You see, they're trying to take over Tennessee State because Tennessee State, they owe Tennessee State a half a billion dollars. They owe UAPB about that much as well. They've been under, not only have they underfunded the public schools, but they've been underfunding the public institutions that were designed to educate black people. When are y'all gonna get sick and tired of being sick and tired? I'm wondering. <laughs> you pray, you cry, you march, you die. Ain't nothing changed. You may think it has, but it really hasn't. It's time to stand up. It's time to it's time to get your kids in the fight. It's time. Don't just teach history. Don't just talk about history. Talk about how you can affect history. And it's time to show them. We got to get out of here. Spread the word about this show. And spread the word about my solution. How we can fix this problem. Stop sending your kids to their universities where your kids, that's nothing more than slavery. Nothing more. From the great Malcolm X, only a fool fights by the ground rules that his enemy has laid down for him. Y'all have a good day. It's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joydadradio.com.
You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on JoinetRadio.com.